1: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here for the fightful wrestling MMA stuff cast. There's stuff going on. We got a Who's guy. That? He's here. He he's here. Uh, you're supposed to wait for the intro, Matt.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I mess that stuff up all the time. You know, big
1: intros. Mm. How Matt are mic. He's got technical errors aplenty.
2: I do. Well, you know, I've just been traveling a lot, and uh, the keyboard's a little funky right now. The microphone's a little funky right now. You know, I, I I don't know what's going on.
1: We'll figure it out. It's not that big of a deal. You know what isn't funky? Well, maybe funky in a good way. How about that highlight reel I had made for you? How about that?
2: That's pretty good. Watched it. Actually, I couldn't watch it in Germany or anything. I had to watch it when I got back to the States because you weren't allowed to watch it, you know, YouTube or something, whatnot. Really? Yeah. Well, you can watch YouTube, but for some reason, certain videos, like even like the CZW videos and certain things like that, you just couldn't watch.
1: It might have been because of their, because of the song, or whatever. Who knows? Like they Pass put a the lot place. of weird copyright stuffs on that. There were a lot of moves in there. I didn't even know that you did, Matt. What do you mean? I didn't know you did like Kurakanranas and shit. Well, I can do it all. I was impressed. Is that something you call in the ring? You're like you're up there on the shoulders and you're like Kurakanrana.
2: Well, you I
1: could. I know you could, but I asked if you did.
2: Usually if I do a pop up, if I jump up and hurricane run to somebody and elbow them in the head, I give them a heads up that I might do it before the match.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Also, I saw that Swanton bomb, which is, I guess, the the Broton bomb that you the did bro-tons. from you did from one end of the ring to the other at the monster factory. Uh, I got some hops. You do. And your boy Punisher, well, he's now Punishment Martinez, was in the background. That dude's also got some hops.
2: He's got some hops.
1: I didn't know that you were out of the country and couldn't watch the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. He did that ACH move where you jump and you springboard from the inside of the ring off the second rope and flip over. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. He's
2: a big dude, too.
1: He's gonna he's going places. He's going places in the biz. You you just got back from Europe, so you have been places in the biz. What was that trip like?
2: Oh man, it was great. It was great. I was in Germany wrestling all over and uh did the sixteen carat, did ambition, won ambition, almost won sixteen carat, lost in the semis.
1: I'm gonna watch that this weekend actually.
2: It was it was a giddy.
1: How goodie. long were you gone? How long were you gone? It was like two weeks, wasn't it? It was two
2: weeks, and I leave tomorrow too. It's like I I was yeah. I leave tomorrow. at wrestle Friday against Brian Cage, or do PWG Saturday against Dave Christ. Uh, Sunday at Beyond against Matt Tremont. Then Monday and Tuesday at What Culture, and Thursday at What Culture in Scotland.
1: So you're back. You're going back overseas
2: this yeah, weekend. Yeah, flying back Sunday night.
1: No yeah. way. Yeah. Jesus Christ. How, how's the body feeling right now? The
2: body feels good, but I I don't know about this week though because I have a death match Sunday against Matt Tremont.
1: What's up with that? Why are you out there doing death matches? Well, I figured I'd get one under my belt, but I thought I had,
2: like, that whole week off. And then I find out it's, like, one of my busier weeks, and I'm, like, going to Europe. And I'm, like, doing, like, a barefoot death match is brutal.
1: You know, you only need one death match to actually die. And it's, it's all it takes. You only need one UFC fight to die, I guess. Nobody's ever died in a UFC fight. Well, you could. Well, technically, Dada 5000 died during his fight with Kimbo Slice. Isn't that, isn't that a little weird that in MMA we saw two men fight, one of which is dead now, but it's not the guy who died during the fight? How don't think weird at all. People die all the time. That we've never seen that in MMA, Matt. That's a little weird.
2: People die. I yeah, people that all the time that play in MMA and like spawn and die. And people are like, oh, he died. He was so healthy.
1: Well, I don't think anybody would ever accuse Dada 5000 of being healthy.
2: Hey. Just saying. And think about it. Those guys are on. Those guys are top tier MMA fighters on TV.
1: Dada 5000 is not a top tier MMA fighter. He went the
2: distance.
1: No, he didn't. He died in the middle of the fight. That is the opposite of going the distance.
2: He, was, he went far enough.
1: Oh, man. He, he died during the fight, Matt. That is not going the distance. <laughs> Like, there's gassing out, then there's literally dying in the ring, and that happened to the guy.
2: Dude, he let it all hang out.
1: You seem like you're celebrating 316 pretty hard. How are you celebrating 316 day? Are you cracking some beers? You know, I
2: I cracked some beers with Cody Rhodes the other day after my match. Did you? I
1: did.
2: It was pretty good.
1: That man has taken off on the indies. He's never been more popular.
2: So cool.
1: He's so cool right now. <laughs> I guess so so I asked you how you're celebrating your 316 day. It's a special day in wrestling.
2: I'm just hanging out, man. I've been gone every day, so I got one day to hang out with the family. So right you do, now you do seem exhausted.
1: You you seem fucking, fucking exhausted. exhausted.
2: Oh, I'm not. I already have my bag packed for the weekend, for the ten days I'll be gone. And then WrestleMania nice. we- Then I have two days home, and then WrestleMania weekend.
1: Oh man! Where I have eight matches
2: so and like or seven matches in like three days.
1: So how long is this next
2: trip? This one's like ten days. These These I, I leave. I go to Texas, California, Boston. England, England, Scotland, Germany, England, and then I'm home.
1: How's the wife feel about this?
2: The wife's a little bitter.
1: <laughs> Is she little mad?
2: One, she's not happy right now for sure. I
1: mean, I see the stuff you're posting. She's training hard herself.
2: Oh, yeah. She's going hard in the pocket. She's top
1: 5% in the, yeah.
2: the community.
1: I don't think people really understand how difficult something like that is.
2: Dude, sauce free as well.
1: Yeah, I've seen people who are very sick. They they run CrossFit gyms, like CrossFit's their life. Then they go and compete at CrossFit, and they fall flat on their fucking face. And your wife is running top five percent.
2: She's doing good. She's meanwhile,
1: meanwhile, Matt's not around to help take care of the kids.
2: I've been slacking for sure. Man. I'm I'm making really good money though.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh so you're you're big in Europe. Are you the next Mr. Bean? Who? Mr. Bean.
2: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I I'm well I'm definitely well perceived in Germany and you know, everywhere I wrestle, I'm pretty well perceived. I haven't been too many places where people hate the way I work.
1: That's a good point. So no, no three sixteen plans. I guess that's the bottom line because dude, Stone just, Bro says so.
2: Dude, just gonna hang out with the fam. My flight leaves at six a.m. tomorrow morning.
1: Yeah, I can't really blame you there. Can't really blame you there. By the way, huh. I saw a tweet that you made. <laughs> uh, it was I think somebody posted a link to a clip of one of your videos. Where it was, it was this awesome sequence of you and another guy. You could tell you all were just shooting in the rain, calling it on the fly. And you said, "Think, shoot, then shoot." That's a shirt. That is a t-shirt, right there.
2: If you watch that match, if you watch the entire match, you—that was that was shoot. That was a shoot match.
1: Was that it? Was that at sixteen karat?
2: It was. It was, it was the afternoon. It was the eight man tournament. It was me, Cobb Thatcher, Star, uh, Bobby Guns, right there. Or Bobby T. I don't know if it was Bobby Guns or Bobby T. I think it's Bobby Guns. Uh, Tim Thatcher. There, there was a Mike Bailey.
1: Yeah, I'm going to uh, watch that this weekend. Very, very excited. Somebody asks. Who your favorite GTA character of all time is?
2: Of all time? Probably the Vice City one. Tommy two. Versetti. Yeah.
1: He was a legend, man. It a good one. Vice City turned that series up on its ass by adding motorcycles. That was a big step.
2: Big step. Big step.
1: So you're, you're home for a little while. You've had time to simmer. Over over Goldberg's victory. You seem very mellowed out. <laughs> you haven't had time to simmer over Goldberg's victory?
2: That's whatever. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
1: Hey, you've got the Progress Atlas Championship. Isn't that what matters?
2: That's what really matters. That is... Where's it at? really matters right here.
1: Does that thing leave your side? What's that? Does that thing ever leave your side?
2: I have
1: it around me most of the time. I would too. You
2: no. Know, I mean, a, Can't blame you. I, I, I am a pretty legit professional athlete wrestler.
1: So on the, on the, the video, goals. On, on the highlight video that got posted, one of the things that people mentioned was what kind of condition you're in in comparison to your UFC days. What I want to know is, say you're home. This doesn't even include on the road. We'll approach that. You wake up. What are you doing? Are you working out? Are you eating? Are you doing jack shit? How well, How does a normal day start for Matt Riddle, as it pertains to getting in the cardio shape that you're in now, or just the general shape?
2: I don't know, man. I'm just <laughs> hey, like I can't really explain it. Like I think it's because I right now I'm wrestling so much. That like I'm just in like really good shape. Like when you throw yeah. around like 230 pound plus guys and you wrestle the way I do, your dad lifting them and throwing knees and throwing big strikes and selling and I think like that. I think that's really keeping me in shape. And then I think I'll, I spent too many years like just not eating and dieting and starving to make 170. That now like. I just feel good and I'm in shape. And when I do have time, and when I do have time when I'm home, yeah, I, like I lift weights and i like, when I lift weights, I usually do like two to three body parts a time. And I usually do like 10 to 15 reps and I'll do three to five sets each, you know, five exercises each at least. And then like I'll run sprints and do jujitsu and kickbox and stuff.
1: So what's the diet like? I mean, you see guys like The Rock who are eating like 942 pounds of cod every day. Are you yeah, one of those
2: dudes? I'm a more efficient machine, you know, than The Rock. You know, I don't have to eat that much to get the stallion body. You know, uh, I think I think the big thing with me is it's uh, when I do eat, I eat a lot. Like I just went to like the Longhorn Steakhouse. And I ate like a rack, of, a full rack of ribs, lamb chops, and like five different appetizers. I just went to town because I've been in Europe, and you just do not I know—when you get into Europe cuisine, but you just don't get the same portions or the same taste
1: or it's not the same. That's a good seventy-dollar bill on its own.
2: Oh, oh, my my bill was like one hundred and fifty dollars.
1: That sounds sounds about right. Yeah so what what do you do? What do you eat in Germany? Because you mentioned that was gonna be something I followed up on. Like, how do you adjust to that?
2: It was difficult. I, I ate a lot, I'll be honest. I ate a lot of McDonald's. But like, I don't know, and I ate some kebabs, like they do the kebabs. The thing when you're wrestling is, and I ate some pizza. I don't know, i'm I'm working out so much and wrestling so much. And I'm not, like, stuffing in my face all day. Like, I'd have a sandwich there occasionally, stuff like that. You know, try to get my juice in. I always try to, like, drink some vegetable juice or fruit juice or something, like, as organic as possible,
1: you know. I just want – like, when you say McDonald's, is it like you throwing down McChickens or are you trying to find something healthy there just because you know the menu?
2: Oh, I, I get the filet of fish Okay. No, I'm kidding. I don't get the blend. Okay. I was <laughs> I, I just say that it. sounds usually, fucking
1: like, disgusting.
2: Yeah, I usually, I usually get like three, like I'll get like three double cheeseburgers and like the three McChickens. You know, just go get both. Get that sweet combo, the turf and turf.
1: People are hearing this and they're they're wondering how the fuck are you able to do that,
2: dude? Because I'm sponsored by Team Suplex. It's a. It's true. You are. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, they hook me. They hook it
1: up. The, I like their stuff. They got good stuff. Is that, is that all you have to say about uh, this this deal? They hook it up, and that? they got good stuff. That's all you have to say is they hook it up and they got good stuff.
2: They got good stuff. They hook it up. <laughs> check them out. <laughs> you can check them out. I got a t-shirt Jesus. with them. But most of all kingofbros.com Yeah, I think I'm gonna come. Out, I think I'm gonna come up with some new styles just for WrestleMania.
1: Ooh, that'd be good. I I that
2: got I got good. a I got a GI Joe a Cobra. Like is it a GI Bro? I, I got a GI Bro. I I, I I got I got a couple. I got a couple of them.
1: So you know that was um, Booker T's wrestling colors, name at one point, right?
2: I want to see what colors are on sale. And maybe I'll do uh-huh. something, mix it up.
1: Nice, you know, GI Bro was Booker T's wrestling name at one point, right?
2: So I'm not gonna do that. Make go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, bro, or something.
1: Well, then I, Alberto yeah. Del Rio, then Alberto Del Rio is gonna try to fight you, and Seamus is gonna try to fight you, and Kevin Nash is gonna try to fight you.
2: They can all try to fight me, and all get put to sleep. Be a show. Well, I'm, I'm not just now. saying, Seamus was rock saying. steady. Dude, you literally saw me shoot on that guy with ease. And, dude, if you watch that match and see the finish, the finish is a thing of beauty. What I do to him, I wrap him up like a sack lunch.
1: Del Rio beat up a a Ninja Turtle for hitting on Paige backstage at an event, and he's a former pride fighter. How do you think he does against
2: you? I give him that, but any man that's willing to go into a fucking ring, with a luchador mask against Virgo. When we're going to ring against Virgo Krokop with a mask on, it's an idiot.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure I could outsmart you in the fight. You could be stronger, faster, and a better fighter, and I'd still outsmart you because there's no way.
1: That situation was so ridiculous that Chael Sonnen just assumed it was a work. And Del Rio was yeah. like, no, I was just really dumb.
2: No, that was just like a real head kick to the head. Yep.
1: Yeah, there, there's not a real good way to fake that. Also, Kevin Nash, he played Super Shredder back in the day. What if he comes after you? What's that? Kevin Nash played Super Shredder back in the day. What if he comes after you?
2: There's really a kid. Oh, there is a kid. <laughs> the, the door. No. Can he get out? Yes. Oh, does he have a Nerf gun? tell you, yeah, isn't good?
1: I'll he was about to a little cap little. your ass. Yes. You got to get him one of those battery-powered that just you hold the trigger and they unload.
2: Oh, he he has a couple of those, but he runs the batteries. Out. He has like thirty guns and like thirty trucks. He he's a I don't know why he's like a straight hillbilly. He just loves trucks and guns. Fucking hate it. <laughs> he <laughs> hate it so he's like wears cowboy boots. He loves trucks and guns. And he's he's like, ready to
1: vote Republican. Yeah, probably. You know, he can do it.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Whatever.
1: Do, Does do, he ever do, come to you like, and he's like, dad, why do they keep taking our jobs? You
2: know. he doesn't say stuff like that. <laughs> hey, hey, give it a
1: few years. I hope not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Matt Riddle just called his kid a straight hillbilly. Can't wait to make an article out of that one. Um, Ring of Honor is in a weird place. I wanted to talk to you about this because you were almost linked to them. They've got a lot of fucking people going away. Like a lot of people just walking away from the company. Adam Cole looks like he's done. Kyle O'Reilly left. Bobby Fish is now taking indie bookings. Leo Rush seems like he gave his notice. Dalton Castle's contract is up soon. Doesn't look like he's going to re-sign. What do you know about this, Matt? Do you know anything about this? I don't know. I,
2: I really I really don't know. Hmm. Because, I mean, I know all those guys, and I know a lot of them are coming to work for Evolve. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention names or who, but, like, I know so like most you know, I, I don't think a lot of them are signing contracts or anything. I think a lot of them just want to be free agents and just work the indies as much as possible. Sure. So Excuse like, me, back. can you go downstairs and stop yelling?
1: So the the situation here is is particularly weird because in the past, if they lose some people, they've been able to elevate other people to step right into that role because somebody is willing to take that that spot. They're running out of guys. I mean, they still have the Briscoes, which may have to move into that role soon. They, they brought on Bully Ray. What do you think about them bringing on a guy like Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray, to Ring of Honor, while they're losing all these younger guys?
2: Well, I think uh, they're going in a different direction. I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, like they they have a guy like Cody Rhodes, you know, they got, uh, they're bringing guys like Bully Ray, Uh, they got the Hardys. We'll pay the Hardys for about a month. So I, I really don't, I really don't know, but one thing I do know is like everybody kind of wants to be a free agent. Everybody knows the best place to be is everywhere not just one place like that. I think everybody's starting to realize the lack of the importance of a contract is what does a contract really give you,
1: you know? Yeah, that's that's changed a lot in recent years too because it didn't used to be like that. People used to just sign what they could get and, and really stick to that, that guaranteed money. But the indie scene is so hot right now, that that tide seems to have shifted.
2: Yeah, and, and, like, the one thing is, though, like, the indie scene's hot, but it's still very hard to get booked and travel and work every weekend and all the time. Like, right now, like, I am feel like I'm on a hot streak. I feel, like, soon enough, like, I'm not going to be as busy as I am. I might be wrong. I might be just busy for, like, the next, like, 10 years, which would be awesome. Yeah. But like, but, like, right now I feel like, you know, I'm just, like, I'm a very hot item, especially in Europe. I'm book selling throughout Europe, and even when I'm in the states, I'm book selling here because, you know, I'll be honest. I am like, I'll be, I, I get hit up every day by a different promoter asking me about dates. You know, as far as like August, September, you know, like, it, you know, and like we're like six months away from even those dates. You know,
1: how many guys are using agents on the indie circuit? Is anybody or managers?
2: I don't think so because I think anybody, <clears throat> I don't think anybody's in that high demand. And anybody who is in that high demand can manage themselves. And then as they manage themselves, but like, say, when I go over to Europe, you know, like I have a tour and like somebody will only talk to other promoters and like they'll all talk and everybody will talk to each other and they know when I'm there. and. They'll all like relay the messages to each other and like split the bill, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: So, like, that's America? cool. When I'm in America, I kind of had to do it more myself. But even so, like this weekend, I'm wrestling, you know, uh, Wrestle Circus, PWG, Beyond, and then I go to What Culture in England. And Everybody worked together, and I worked for a company. You know, I worked for Progress as well, and every promoter was involved in all those flights and everything. Not saying they all talked to one another, but yeah, each promoter had to talk to another promoter. You know,
1: man, that's that's pretty cool to hear that kind of synergy and stuff between promoters to facilitate you being there. That's, I mean, that's got to make you feel good. Yeah, well,
2: I think it's good because it also helps promoters see new and get more and new talent, you know. Because if you, like, make a contact from across the country or across the ocean, like maybe, you know, Progress, maybe Drew Cordero talks to the guy from Progress, John, and then they're like, maybe we bring Keith Lee over, you know. Yeah. Or maybe Bayon brings a big guy over from England, you know, like. Uh, Rob Lynch, the guy I wrestled at Progress a couple weeks ago. That was a sick match, you know?
1: Did you use a manager when you were in the UFC? I used
2: a manager for a total of like one or two fights. And every time, and it's nothing against them, it it was just garbage. Because there's always just a miscommunication either with fights or a miscommunication with sponsorships or a miscommunication with something. When I did everything myself... I always got all my money, got everything, and it was very efficient.
1: That's interesting. I mean, I I hear that a lot, too. A lot of guys just don't use managers. Of course, at at the top levels, almost everybody does. But, I mean, you were getting pretty far up there. You were 12 fights in. You had won nine fights and just doing it on your own. So this wasn't really anything new to you. I mean, probably the frenetic pace of it was new to you. Having bookings every single weekend, and now, now it's not just through the weekend because you're wrestling Mondays and Tuesdays a lot now too.
2: Yeah, like this week I'm wrestling three. I'm wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and I'm wrestling like twice over the weekend. So it's like I'm wrestling five days that week.
1: Does jet lag affect you?
2: Jet lag does not affect me now. It affected me when I would cut so much weight in the UFC. I feel like I like felt horrible when I fought in the UFC and I cut weight. <clears throat> but when I wrestle and do all that stuff and I cut weight, or not cut weight, but when I just wrestle and eat and I'm not cutting weight, I feel great. Like this I'll eat the you know a couple meals at the airport. I'll drink water, you know. I'll hydrate. I'll drink, you know, whatever. And uh, you know, when you're healthy, you just feel better. You're stronger, and it just works that way better.
1: You're a traveling son of a bitch, Matt Riddle. Look at this hair. (laughs) So another thing I wanted to ask you about, you're usually outspoken about situations like this. This year, a marquee WrestleMania match will be AJ Styles against Shane McMahon. The worst part is, you know, the
2: the worst part is People are like, "Oh man, this is gonna be sick," and maybe it will be. I don't know. Shami Man's willing to put his body on the line, but like his technique at this point of the game isn't as good as. I don't know. It's just like so. He's gonna go toe to toe with like AJ Styles, one of the best in the world. Then again, James Ellsworth has beaten like AJ Styles multiple times, right? So, yes. So that, that's what we're working with. So, I mean, sure, shave McMahon, AJ Styles, your company.
1: So uh, they did this thing but where they, AJ – go ahead. the thing is, like, Shane McMahon's had good matches. Like, he had a
2: great match with, like, Kurt Angle, like that crazy match yeah. they had. He's had a good match against Taker, you know, last year. That was mostly him just flying off a cage. But yeah. still, you know, still pretty legit. I wanted-
1: I wasn't a big fan of the match outside of that. I thought that was really, really cool. That was, Obviously, that was a very cool spot. But uh, apparently but AJ, Brock Lesnar was...
2: I feel like AJ Styles should be wrestling we at a higher level so he'd be having a really you, good match.
1: I think it says a lot about wh- how they feel about AJ Styles that Vince McMahon trusts him with his kid. Well, not his kid, oh, his son course. in that spot. And I'm sure AJ Styles will make it a good match because... He could have a good match with a water bottle if he needed to. So here's the thing. Brock Lesnar <laughs> was slated for this match, and he was like, no, nah, I'm not fucking doing that. He didn't want to wrestle Styles? You? No, no, no. He didn't want to wrestle Shane McMahon. I don't blame him. Could you imagine Brock Lesnar selling for Shane McMahon? No. It's weird, isn't it? And Brock was like, "Uh, no, we're not going to fucking do that. Sorry. So that guy really, he doesn't give a fuck. Now, also an interesting report came out that apparently the the plan, and plans do change, for next year's WrestleMania is heel Brock Lesnar as a champion taking on babyface Roman Reigns. To finally cement Roman Reigns as John Cena's replacement. Now, they tried this two years ago, and the shit just didn't work out. It just didn't work out the way they wanted to. uh,
2: No, Seth Rollins cashed in. That was a good match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I did too. I thought it was great. Another barn burner like that where Roman wins clean, or even if somebody tries to cash in and Roman still wins clean, I think it would be epic.
1: I think that would be interesting if somebody tried to cash in then and then Roman Reigns just fucking speared them and said, not today, bitch. One of those. Yeah. Now, here's the situation. Roman Reigns gets these polarizing reactions everywhere already. The plan, apparently, is to push him forward as a babyface over the next year still, despite this. you think they should... Maybe let him be himself a little more. Do you think they should continue down this route? People are making noise in regards to him. I guess that's what matters.
2: Uh, I don't know. The thing about Roman Reigns is good-looking guy, Jack. He looks the part. Vince, lo- Vince loves a Jack, good-looking dude. Like look at John Cena. <laughs> like you can't go wrong with it, you know. So like, I think they're just gonna keep pushing him. Like that's what companies like that do. Like, Even when you work throughout like other indies throughout the world, you notice like they usually have a couple dudes that they push as baby faces all the time. There's a good looking dudes that have like good bodies and that's just what they do. They push those guys.
1: You know what I think it boils down to why I think he's so resented? Because he didn't used to be resented like this. I think it's because I mean he's a good looking dude. Six foot two, six foot three, 255, 260 pounds, former NFL player, jacked. He is The Rock's cousin. He was born into the business. He has all these athletic gifts, and they bill him as an underdog. They're like, he's the fiery underdog. I'm like, if he's the underdog, what the fuck are all these other guys?
2: Well, you know what? He's not Matt Riddle. I can tell you that. He's not. I've literally won like four tournaments already this year, and this is the first belt of many to come.
1: How many? How many belts are you going to get? And how the fuck are you going to get them through TSA?
2: What, the belts? Yeah. I just wear them like this.
1: (laughs) Do you wear it as like your personal item to carry on? Yeah,
2: I usually wear my belts to the airport just like this.
1: How do they react?
2: Some people are like sweet belt. Some people just stare.
1: Like you're a weirdo.
2: Most people just stare. They're like, why is this not, you know, why is this dude wearing a belt? And I'm like, because I'm the, champ, because I'm the champ, bro.
1: Do you get a lot of people recognizing you from pro wrestling in airports? Or are you still just, are you still under the radar enough?
2: I'm to still, where that doesn't happen? The, the cool thing about indie wrestling, it's very you know very under the radar ish you know like it's really cool like that it's a very niche market it's like i don't know it's like when adult swim cartoons first came out you know not everybody knew about it you know it's like it's like not everybody knows about it
1: how are you going to feel when you get to the spot where people are waiting at the airport for you when they don't even have a flight? With a stack of eight by tens that you know they're going to sell on eBay. And then if you say, Hey, man, I'm a little tired, they go, Fuck you. I bought your house.
2: I mean, I don't know.
1: You know, it's coming. It's coming. I don't think Probably so. later. I don't one day, really Matt, one day, Matt, that's going to happen. And you're going to think back to this podcast and you'll be like, Damn. Sean warned me.
2: I just don't feel
1: like signing stuff right now. And then you'll get on Twitter and you'll see somebody say, at Riddle Tough 7 so rude. I waited at the airport for hours and he didn't sign. Appreciate your fans, bro. I bought your house.
2: The thing is, I would sign like one or maybe even three. But if he asked me to sign like a stack, I'd be like, no. You
1: know
2: what I'm saying? I'm not going like, to sound like duplicates. Like, I'm not going to sound like three of the same picture. we you have see like three separate photos. I'm like, okay, bro. Put a lot of work so in this, this. year,
1: By the time this tour is over, you might have as many European dates this year so far as American dates. Would that be true?
2: Uh, not as many.
1: It'll be close. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Well, I will probably after May. It's yeah. April 28th to like June 5th. I'm in Europe the entire time, except for one weekend where I'm in Detroit and like Chicago for Evolve.
1: A damn. Yeah. This is This is like, I mean, it's not completely uncharted territory, but I mean, for somebody that's came in so quick to spend so much time in Europe, that's that's different. That is different, yeah. but that indie scene, that indie scene in Europe is is exploding. I think you froze up a little bit. Of course, you froze up a little bit. It's whatever, no big deal.
2: Yeah, no the the indie scene is huge in Europe, but it's all dude, it's big in America. Uh, the difference is America is very big, so the indie yeah. scene is very spread out. Like. The Northeast scene, the Southeast scene, the Southwest scene, the East, you know, West Coast, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of spots. And there's certain indie shows that are always hot, like Beyond's hot, Evolve's hot, Uh, you know, Ring of Honor doesn't consider themselves indie, but like, but you know, like, but there's a lot of hot shows that only like run in America for the most part, you know, and like, like PWG, AAW, Wrestle Circus. How's
1: the hardcore? Well, we got a late start, so we're going to end a little early as well. I did a test podcast that I might be releasing to you all soon. As always, register at Fightful.com. We're hoping that we have uh, Matt's mic fixed next week. We're just running into some issues. I'll be
2: in Europe.
1: You'll be in Europe, so maybe it will be. Maybe it won't be. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But, Matt, anything to tell the people before we go besides to visit kingofbros.com, of course?
2: Well, you know that. You know, hit me up on all my social media accounts and, uh, you know, come see me at a live show. I'll be in Europe a lot, in England and Germany. And uh, I'll be in Texas Friday, California Saturday, and Boston
1: Sunday. And that's the bottom line because Stoned Bro said so.
2: So, they like, get to me if you want to see me live.
1: I mean, yeah, there's no excuse for people to not come and watch you wrestle live.
2: I'm everywhere.
1: You're everywhere. Guys, Fightful.com, it's a place to be this weekend. We have Triple G fight coverage. We have UFC London. World Series of Fighting has a pretty neat card, probably better than the UFC card, to be honest with you. Check that out. Blagoj Ivanov, Andre Harrison, Lance Palmer, some good names on that show. We are back next week, and, of course, tomorrow I've got the Shane Helms show. He talks a little bit more about that That bad episode of impact wrestling that aired last week until next time guys we're out